which NFL teams will get a lot worse next year and which NFL teams will get a lot better. We're going to discuss that and more on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's roll, baby. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Football fans, welcome into a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland, here with my other co-host, Alex Clancy, local experts from the Locked On Podcast Network, ready to break down uh, some interesting topics that we have for you today. Number one, which NFL teams will get worse than what they were in 2022? Then, which NFL teams will get better? And as always, we will cap off the show with Alex's mystery segment. Before we get into all of that, I do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. Also, thank you for making the Locked On NFL podcast your first listen every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, NFL content all year round on all platforms and all ways for free. Make sure that you get subscribed and stay subscribed to the Locked On NFL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. But Alex, because I thrive off negativity, we are going to start with which NFL teams will get worse in 2023. And I wasn't going to do this segment unless I had something to come out of the gate with swinging. And it's also very topical because one of the biggest Parts of the news the last few days has been Mac Jones, the status of the Patriots quarterback. There are some rumors out there that say that Bill Belichick has been shopping him around, looking to trade him. We got some counter reports on Wednesday saying that maybe that's not necessarily true. Either way, I don't care. The Patriots are going to be worse in 2023. They went eight and nine. In 2022, I don't see the Patriots as having gotten significantly better. They lose Jacoby Myers. They bring in Juju Smith-Schuster. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is less of a reliable player than Jacoby Myers. They bring in Riley Reef on the offensive line. Mike Gusecki. Nobody there can block. Riley Reef included. So, I just don't like the moves that the Patriots have made in terms of them getting better as a team. There's more t- more turmoil now with Matt Jones, him not seeing eye-to-eye with the coaching staff. Bill Belichick is another year older. And I think earlier in the year, in the offseason, they asked Bill Belichick why Patriots fans should be optimistic about this upcoming season. And he said the last 25 years. <laughs> he is already moving into, hey, It's not what I'm about to do for you. Appreciate me for what I've done for you. And I think that's a bad sign. I think that this could be the last year of Bill Belichick in New England. I think Robert Kraft will be ready to move on after another turmoil-filled season where Bill Belichick puts his buddies on the coaching staff. I know they added Bill O'Brien at offensive coordinator. 
I don't think that's going to be enough. I don't like what they've done with the roster. I think the Patriots take a step back in 2023 from 8-9. and nine. I think they go anywhere from, you know, 5-12 and 12 to 6-11. and 11. Yeah, it's interesting with, with Belichick. You know, we thought that with, at least many thought that with Greg Popovich and he would retire after Tim Duncan and Tony Parker and everybody else retired. And he's coached for another five years. So yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. necessarily true. I think right. that at this point, he loves it. This is what he does. It's mm-hmm. his lifeblood. I wouldn't be surprised if he coaches another 10 years. Whether it be with the Patriots right. or not, I don't right. know. I don't know if Bob Kraft would be like, you know what? Go get it somewhere else. Go wear flower shirts like Andy Reid and go wear, play somewhere warm, <laughs> coach somewhere warm. Right. But yeah, and I mean, listen, as you were talking... I was I was going down, and I was like, as I was listening intentively, of course, there are half of the NFL is going to be worse this year than it mm-hmm. is last than it was last year. Like I counted eleven teams, and I'm going to give so there's some low hanging fruit, and then I'm going to talk about teams that I think will be worse, maybe not what people expect. So New England is going to be worse. Baltimore is probably going to be worse. Yeah, uh, Tennessee is going to be worse. Uh, <laughs> the Raiders are going to the Raiders are going to be worse. Philly's probably going to be worse record-wise. Uh, Washington Commanders will probably be worse in 8-8-1. Eight, eight, the Vikings will be worse in 13-4-1. and yep. one. Green Bay is going to be worse in 8-9-1. and one. You know, Tampa Bay is going to be worse in 8-9-1. and one. Like, that's nine teams right there. The yep. Cardinals and the Rams may be worse than 5-4 and four wins, respectively. So that's 11 teams. Now, there's some obvious ones, you know, with Tom Brady leaving and things like that. The big one for me is Minnesota. Yep. yep. And the reason why is because, first of all, like, once Adam Thielen leaves an organization, it's like, okay. Adam Thielen was like the, he was wide receiver one for a handful of years there. Okay. Him and Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen was the red zone threat. And Stefan Diggs was, you know, the star child. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. And he had massive plays for them. Kirk Cousins is about to turn into a pumpkin. Dalvin Cook is about to turn into a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. The defense, although has stayed, you know, afloat, pumpkins all around now they've made at you know they've added pieces and stuff marcus davenport and byron murphy yeah decent signings there but not right right right. but if they were both impactful enough they would have been retained by their previous employer right you know and because they weren't added but for that much money minnesota fulfilled something last year that nobody thought they could do it the entire regular season Mm -hmm. and they did and good for them and then i mean that's it but i think 11 wins 12 wins even though that division is going to be skewed talent-wise like we haven't seen in the better part of a decade, if not longer, with Aaron Rodgers probably not there anymore and Chicago on the rise and, you know, Detroit definitely one of the more fun teams in football. But I think Minnesota is the one that's going to take the step back that's the most obvious to me from 13-4 and four going back next season. No, I agree. And, yeah, that may be low-hanging fruit, but even before the all-season started, you definitely would have thought Minnesota did because everybody seemed to be on the same page last year that Minnesota was probably – by record, the most overrated team in the NFL. Nobody really believed sure. that they were a 13-4 and four team, and what do you know? You get into the playoffs, and wait, they're not a 13-4 and four team. So I think they were going to take a step back anyways, and I just don't see... I know that Thielen's maybe lost a step, and same thing with Patrick Peterson's maybe lost a step, but just with some of the additions they made, like I mentioned, I don't think it's enough to keep them around where they were. I could see them being 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight and nine mm-hmm. this year, and I know that we expect the Packers to maybe get a little worse, but hey, if Jordan Love comes in there, they save money on Rodgers, uh, even a little bit, they're able to add some pieces, they get draft picks, they could be a little bit a little bit better, and Detroit, there's a good chance that Detroit 
make some improvements. And the Bears, yeah. the Bears were what three and fourteen last year, four and thirteen. They finished a game year on ten game losing streak. I think there's a great chance that all the other teams in the division get at least a little bit better. Right. And then Minnesota was going to take a step back anyway. So you further that more. That's funny. I had them written down as my second team. So I agree with you there a hundred percent with Minnesota. But but we are going to be a little more positive. Now, which teams will get better next year record-wise? We're going to discuss that in just a moment. Before we do, want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. And with the NBA playoffs almost here, it is the perfect time to download FanDuel. New customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. Even if your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to the point spread to how many points a guy is going to score, how many three-pointers a guy is going to drain. And what I like is to add all that stuff together for a single-game parlay. It gives you a chance to bet a little, to win a lot. I know Alex is excited for the NBA playoffs with Kevin Durant on a tear with the Phoenix Suns, maybe the Suns and the Lakers could face off in the playoffs. That would be fun to bet on as well. Either way, make sure that you don't miss this chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Locked on NFL Thursday, Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals, Tyler Rowland, Locked on Titans. We make up Locked on NFL Thursday. Thank you for making Locked on NFL your first listen each and every day, free and available on all the damn platforms. Teams that will regress in 2023 are way too early version before the draft. We'll definitely be doing this after the draft when we see rosters start to be built out. And now, as we go into positive town, a team that will be better than they were in 2022. Now, in, in 2023, uh, as compared to 2022. And, you know, just because teams have won 12 or 13 games in 2022 doesn't mean that they're not going to be better, that they're, you know, not going to be better and, you know, evolve a little bit more, whether it be with their free agency or, or, uh, or, or draft, you know, draft choices. Now, for me, Tyler, there is one who I think will 100% be better and this is one where I it the quarterback is is a truther focus of mine. And for those that have been listening to Locked on NFL Thursday for what? This is our is this gonna be our third season yeah, coming up? I think, I think so. so. Yeah, there are two gentlemen of whom I am truthers for. One, I am rescinding my trutherdom in Taylor Heineke. That's you know, that was short-lived. I, I got excited again when he Hit that pylon oh, touchdown. Oh, that was a great play, though. Against Tampa Bay, it's like, yeah. you know, you want Carson Wentz, that goober, or this guy. And then number two, who I've been the most trutherist of, is Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what they're going to do in the draft with Detroit. At, at I think they're at six. They may trade up to three with the Cardinals if they want to draft a quarterback. They may say, you know what? Jared Goff's our dude for another year. Fight to live another day with Dan Campbell biting kneecaps. 
And they were one of the most exciting teams, obviously, over the last 10 or 12 weeks last season. You know, the defense was terrible. I think they're definitely going to take a step forward. They added David Montgomery. Is he a step up over Jamal Williams? I don't know. But they added David Montgomery, a more traditional running back, to go with DeAndre Swift. They have Jamison Williams healthy now. DJ Chark went elsewhere. But they've got the makings of what's set to be a very, very fun team with an NFC North that is 100% up for the taking at this point. They finished 9-8. and eight. I think that they're the team for me where I'm looking at, if you ask me if they're going to win nine and a half, nine and a half, if that's the line next year, I'm taking the over. Yeah. I think nine and a half is, is high, but I definitely could see it. I think uh, Detroit's progressing and they just need a better defense. Really that offense. Yeah. I mean, it, it's got firepower. Them keeping Ben Johnson as offensive coordinator may be like the most important move of the off season so far for them for next year. So I like that pick a lot. I will tell you, the team that I'm looking at went 7-10 and 10 last year. They didn't have their starting quarterback for a big chunk of the year. And I like what they've done in the offseason. That is the Cleveland Browns. Okay? Mm. I think the Steelers, We you know, we can only pick a couple of teams. I can't go through every team. Right. I think we'll get worse. I think the Steelers get worse. I think with the Ravens and what's going on with Lamar, the Ravens could be significantly sure. worse. The Browns. I think Deshaun Watson gets back closer to the level of play we saw for him at the end of his tenure in Houston. More comfortability, starts the season, is with the team. I think he started kind of breaking out of that funk at the end of the year. I am just, say what you want about the all-field stuff. Separate the art from the artist for a moment. I think Deshaun Watson is absolutely phenomenal. Before all this stuff broke out and the story about the massages and his conduct and just his gross, nasty behavior, quite frankly. Regardless of that, when the man's playing his best football on the field, I think he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. I'd take him over Lamar. I'd take him over Justin Herbert. Some of these guys that people are... I'd take him over Trevor Lawrence. Some of these guys that people are falling in love with. So, if you get... Top five, top six, top seven quarterback to Sean Watson. They added in Juan Thornhill at safety. They add in Elijah Moore. Jim Schwartz added as the defensive coordinator. Yeah. Okoronkwo to add into the pass rush instead of Jadavian Clowney. I just think that the Browns have enough talent on the roster with the O-line, Nick Chubb, David Njoku, Cooper, Moore, the defense getting pieces now and being better coached. I think the Browns have a chance to be a much improved football team this year. And I could see them going nine and eight, 10 and seven and get one of those wild card spots. Cause I think since he's winning the division. Yeah, I like that. And I mean, you know, Donovan Peoples Jones is one of the more underrated wide receiver, two lights wide receiver threes, you know, I, I, and I, you know, I like that even though I, I loathe Deshaun Deshaun Watson, what he allegedly did off the field. I think it just right. needs to be said, but yeah, Nick Chubb, like imagine using Nick Chubb as an accent and not first and second option. Right. You know, and that's something that would really just unlock everything. Because Kevin Stavansky is a good coach. Mm-hmm. You know, and remember, folks, remember, folks, they were a fourth and three rollout by Chad Henney away from beating the, the Chiefs. With oh, no. Baker. From, from being in the game. They, they wouldn't have lost. That clinched the game. I right, mean, they would have right. had turnover on downs in the middle of the field with a chance to win that game mm-hmm. in the playoffs three years ago. Yep. 
So you know, it, it's it, it's a far cry, and people have short memories, and that's interesting. And there is one more, and I think this is the lowest hanging fruit. Denver is going to be better. I mean, you just have to assume Denver's going to be better yeah. last year. I don't know why they're fire selling their wide receivers or trying to. Doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. Uh, if Jerry Judy's that good. You, I mean, you, you keep him. I mean, if you're going to get a first round pick for him, you just keep him. But yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens in 2023, especially in the AFC North, NFC North, as we highlighted. Mystery segment next. I'm revisiting one that we talk about maybe twice a month. And I want to do real introspection because every second that this player is still on the current team that he's on begs the question, should he go somewhere else than where he's targeted to go as currently constructed of the landscape of the trade? Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowan, locked on NFL Thursday. If that's not foreshadowing for you, I will shatter through that tease on the other side, locked on NFL Thursday. It is Alex Clancy's mystery segment. This is the off-season segment that, as Tyler does, spirit fingers. I wasn't really prepared for that, for the Jazz. Spiritual. Tyler Rowland, locked on Titans at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. Alex Clancy, that's me, locked on Cardinals at Clancy's Corner. Thanks for making Locked on NFL your first listen. We are Locked on NFL Thursday. Aaron Rodgers, and, and the reason why I talk about this, it's not out of laziness. We could talk about it. It's the NFL. We could talk about the new grass at State Farm Stadium for a segment. It would be compelling. You know, it doesn't really matter, but Aaron Rodgers went on Pat McAfee, what, two weeks ago? At this point, three weeks ago? It feels like forever ago, okay? He said he's not ready. You know, he went into his his, his dark pasture, and then he came back, you know, whatever. Aside from his complete and utter Uncle Rico blood just coursing through him, we know that in 82 you could throw a football a quarter mile. We know that. Yeah. And we know, did you know that he was also in the White Lotus, uh, Uncle Rico? He was in the second one. He was the bald guy. Doesn't matter. Total mind screw. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Should the 49ers trade for Aaron Rodgers? And and before you answer, because you've said no every single time. And I've said no every single time. With his stock never lower since he was drafted 24th or whatever overall, 23rd overall in the draft. They have three quarterbacks. Three, three. They have three quarterbacks on their roster right now, right. and Sam Darnold and, and and the kids, Trey Lance and and uh, Brock Purdy. Yeah. The window to win in the NFL is one year. It's every year. That's it. Unless right. you have Patrick Mahomes, everybody's injury prone. Everybody's had an injury. Josh Allen's arm fell off. Joe Burrow, you know, tore his ACL. Is working. Like mm-hmm. anything could happen. If you have Aaron Rodgers for the next two seasons and you trade away the absolute future for him, whether it be Trey Lance or Brock Purdy or whoever, I feel like, before you get to answer, I feel like they should now. It's shifted for me. It doesn't matter with culture because Aaron Rodgers, when he's winning, he's the happiest dude alive. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Everybody's happy when you're a front-loading guy and you have a good attitude when you're winning. You're a great leader when you're winning. Yeah. With how things sit right now, and I know they've got to work out the picks because they gave up a bunch for Christian McCaffrey. Also, if you sign, if you extend, if you trade for him, you're winning the Super Bowl two out of three years if everybody stays healthy. It seems with that skill position group, that defense, and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair, and I think that John Lynch has said you got to have as many quarterbacks as you possibly can, and they saw that happen last year. I think that 
one big factor in it, and it's like you're explaining, Rodgers' value is low in terms of trade market. If they could get number 13 overall from the Jets for Rodgers and call it a day, I think they would. But the Jets aren't willing to give up 13, in my opinion. I don't think they want to. And if you're not getting a first-round pick and you're going to get a collection of mid-round picks, well, then why do I have to send you to the Jets now anyways? You know what I mean? So I know that Roger said he wasn't going to play for San Francisco, but to me that sounds like a guy who doesn't care about winning a Super Bowl. Because if you really care about winning a Super Bowl, you want to stay in the NFC because the AFC quarterback group is just far superior than what they have in the NFC. So if Rodgers cares about winning a title and he's willing to rework his contract and all of that, and let's also, would Rodgers rather go back home to California and deal with the San Francisco media and live in California with the weather? Or would he rather go spend his winter in New York with that media group? I mean, just everything about the fit makes more sense in San Francisco. They're closer to a championship. They have an easier path to a championship. It seems like that would be a better place for Rodgers with weather and media. And uh, you mentioned Christian McCaffrey. If you spent multiple picks on McCaffrey because you're all in for a title, then why not just take it a step further and go all the way in? And you could trade Trey Lance at that point for maybe a couple mid-round picks or maybe a mid-round pick, a third-rounder, a fourth-rounder to recoup some draft capital. Uh, You keep Sam Darnold around. You keep Brock Purdy, who may not even be healthy in time. And San Francisco is seeing, hey, we want to have three quarterbacks because they can get injured. So I don't think that San Francisco is in a position where they can't make the move. And if you're Rodgers and you really care about enjoying your last two seasons while having a chance to win a championship... San Francisco makes way more sense than the Jets. So, for me, I'm with you. I think, depending on the price, of course, San Francisco has to explore it. And I'm sorry, but if Roger says he doesn't want to go there, then it just drives home the point about him not being as committed to winning as he is committed to his own personal benefit. And I think that's something that people think at this point. And it would be a great way if Rodgers went to San Francisco instead of New York and got to the playoffs and won, it would be way better for his reputation long-term than going to the Jets and leading them to a first-round playoff exit. So while I don't think it's going to happen, you do have a great point that it would make a ton of sense from both sides. Because existentially, like right now, it didn't initially, right now it does. And all San Francisco does is move mountains that people didn't think they could move. Right. The Christian McCaffrey deal never should have been even possible, but they made it happen. And if I'm, and I've said this, and I'll continue to say this because this is what I think and what I believe, Tyler Rowland of Lockdown Titans, is it's not pro-Jordan Love. It's anti-Aaron Rodgers. So you know what? You go to Brian Gutekunst and be like, pick one. Trey Lance or Brock Purdy, you got either. If you have the opportunity to flip Brock Purdy for Aaron Rodgers right now, you do it. Immediately. Brock Purdy's stock is never going to be higher than this second. Brock Purdy had one of the greatest runs from a rookie quarterback in NFL history. If you have the opportunity to trade him for Aaron Rodgers for a Super Bowl win in the next two seasons, it's worth it. If you like Brock Purdy, if Brock, Brock Purdy doing it again is like winning the lottery. There is no way that that's going to happen again. You know how it could happen. You trade for Aaron Rodgers. 
And or you say, you know what, you want Trey Lance? Take Trey Lance. Both of those guys are probably more talented than Jordan Love. Maybe. And you know what say Jordan? I like again, pro, it's not pro Jordan Love, it's anti Aaron Rodgers. And that's why they're so happy about Jordan Love. Well, that may be the case, so, you but know, you are anti Jordan Love is what is basically not, what I picked up. Saying Brock no, Purdy no, no. is more talented. I think Jordan Love has way more talent than Brock Purdy, but Brock Pur- talent isn't everything. You know what I mean? One thing I will bring up about Purdy that makes me feel pretty confident that he can be good. It wasn't just one year flash in the pan. Do you see Daniel Jeremiah accidentally tip off some crazy information in the draft? They're doing a new test now outside of uh, what was the old um, uh, IQ test that they did yep. uh, for the yeah. NFL for a long time. They did that. Well, now yeah. they're doing something called an S2. Wonderlet. Yeah, the Wonderlet. Now they're doing something called an S2 cognitive exam, which basically it like flashes stuff on the screen and you got to touch it and it like measures quarterback's reaction. Daniel Jeremiah said that Brock Purdy had the highest score of any quarterback in the draft last year. He also divulged that Bryce Young had the highest score this year, which wasn't public information, but he let it slip. But with that, being said, Brock Purdy's processing information, I think I have a little more faith that he can repeat it than before, but the injury throws a wrench in that. So I'm just saying the Packers may be willing to take on Brock Purdy, let him compete with Jordan Love, and get rid of Aaron Rodgers all at the same time. I mean, here's the thing. Let's be real. And you can check out Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker, Lockdown mm-hmm. 49ers, because I I argue with Brian. Like, Brian and I, <laughs> we, don't, we never not argue. But... That is Kyle Shanahan and the machine. Yes. People say that, oh, Tom Brady was a system quarterback. Shove it. Brock Purdy right. was the definition of a system quarterback who didn't until he got hurt. He had to make two big throws a game. Everything else was tailored like Alex Smith with Jim Harbaugh when he was in San Francisco. Seven plays. That's it. That's all you're going to run. So... Doing going out in uncharted waters as Brock Purdy isn't exactly the same as doing it under the guise of of uh, Kyle Shanahan and that offense with that offensive line, that defense, that rushing game, that tight end, that wide receiver. Like, give me a break. With all Not that, take away Aaron Rodgers, he, he did it. Well, yeah, and you add Aaron Rodgers, they legitimately, and I think the 49ers, like, I loathe the fan base of the 49ers. I just do. It's the egomania of Silicon Valley coupled with like Barry Bonds never, you know, took steroids because (laughs) San Francisco with Joe Montana is better than Tom Brady. It's just, it's Looney Tunes, but Aaron Rodgers on the 49ers in a controlled environment would be absolute magic. It just would be. And and now when he's still a Packer, it's more looking like he's going to retire and wishing he took the the Jeopardy job over coming back last year. I, I don't say that joking. I feel like he looks back, he would have rather taken the Jeopardy job than doing what he's doing right now. Yeah, I mean, long-term, it it might have been more lucrative, and last year was pretty bad for his rep and all that, so there there is some validity there. But with that being said, that is going to do it for a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for your boy Q and Chris Carter breaking down all of the latest NFL news. That's going to do it for me, Tyler Rowland, and my co-host, Alex Clancy. You guys be safe safe out there and get that weekend started early with a little thirsty Thursday except for Mm. for the kiddos out there you know be responsible (laughs) with that being said I'm out see you guys